Hello, and welcome to the Keepers of the Flame podcast. This is a show to shine a light into the darkness, to empower women, their support networks, and our communities to weather breast cancer, because together we weather the storm. But on this ocean, every wave brings you closer to home. And no matter what you think, you are never alone. Hello and welcome back to Keepers of the Flame podcast. I'm Joyce Williams, your host, and this is episode number 37, a shift in perspective. What the heck is that? What is a shift in perspective and how exactly can it help us cope with something as giant and life-altering as cancer? Well, I have made it no secret that I've been going to therapy to help me make sense and to cope with my own personal journey through breast cancer. It's something that I highly recommend for everyone, not cancer that sucks, but the therapy piece. Because therapy truly helps you tend to the emotional wounds that inevitably rise. These emotional wounds accompany traumas and cancer, the diagnosis and the treatments, they of course are no exception. I tried to carve off and forget what was happening to me. I wanted to escape this nightmare I found myself stuck in. I hated my newest found reality. I didn't want any of what was going on with me to be true, not in the slightest. I wanted to deny it, forget it. I wanted to go back and snatch up my life before cancer. Let me get the life I had prior to this trauma. But knowing that I couldn't do that, can't go back in time and undo what has been done to me. I seriously searched high and low and pleaded for everyone to please get me the darn easy button to somehow transport me to the other side. And of course, to my dismay, that doesn't work either. You have to go through it. Mackenzie Alexander once told me, she's a friend of mine, a photographer, she said that the only way out is through You have to process through it. In order to get out of it, you have to work your way through it. But when trauma is a thing at play here, what we've been through can often mess with our minds. So then what exactly is this shift in perspective that I keep talking about or hearing about? Well, first, I'm going to explain what this shift feels like and what it's not. And then I'm going to give some everyday examples to kind of put it into perspective. And then we'll apply these examples to this larger, more life-shaking situation such as cancer, the diagnosis and treatments. How can that shift in perspective help in that regard? My therapist would tell me that we can't go back and rewrite our past. Damn it. We can't undo those things that we have had happen to us. She would tell me that our histories are part of us. They are part of our stories, but that they do not alone define who we are either. Instead, we can reframe things in our minds and shift our perspective. It took me a long time to get there, especially with one particular memory, the actual surgical room. The day I rolled in into that surgical room to have my bilateral mastectomy done. This day, the memory of these lights of seeing those sharp flesh splicing tools over there on the side and the terror that just rolled through my body as I approached the room and had to climb onto the table. 
These memories somehow managed to haunt me long after I reached the safety of solid ground, long after I made it through to the other side of my storm. It was very traumatic, and I struggled a lot with trying to figure out how on earth to accept that as part of me. I didn't like it. I didn't want to go through it. I didn't want to process it at all. And to be honest, I had absolutely no idea what the hell it actually looked like or how to go about, quote, reframing things. It took me an entire year before I was finally able to experience this shift, at least in regard to that particular memory, which I'll discuss again as we go through the podcast. But here's the best way that I'm able to describe how it feels. Imagine yourself standing in a field and you're watching some life event unfold in front of you. Something that maybe happened in your past that you didn't want to happen or that you wish that you could undo or that scared you, gave you great anxiety, whatever. You're standing in a field and you're watching that event unfold in front of you. And then all of a sudden, you shift your weight from standing on your right leg to standing on your left. And what do you see? Will you still see and hear that same event in front of you, but it feels different. You've been able to take ownership of it in a new found light. There's a slightly different shift in perspective. I won't ever be able to undo the memory of that day that haunted me. It, along with that pain that followed, has been etched into my mind and it has left its stamp upon my soul. And I may not be able to carve it off of me like they did the tumor, but clarity can be gained with a newer perspective. It's not about carving off and denying and disowning this part of you or this part of your story. Rather, it's about recognizing, and again, my therapist has told me this a thousand times, that these things, these events, they may be part of you, but they don't define you. They get Folded in is part of that cake batter. It's part of the person, part of your story, part of who you are becoming. They don't own you. So knowing that they're part of your story and that they get folded in, how can you take ownership of them in that new line? I had this very conversation with one of my cancer sisters, and she shared with me one of her stories, and I shared one of mine, and we were both able to find that there was another reframed perspective within those everyday examples. I told my friend that I wanted to do an episode on a shift in perspective, and I asked her if I could use her story, and she gave me her blessing. My friend had told me that she was petrified of snakes, and her worst nightmare, terrified nightmare, was that somehow a snake would get into her house, and she had two little girls that just completely freaked her out. And one day, she was taking the littlest one. They were getting ready to go out to gymnastics practice. And she opened the door, and there was a snake that had crawled in between the storm door and the regular door. And she lost it. She grabbed her little girl by the book bag, yanked her back into the house, and slammed the door closed. Then she picked up the phone and called her husband and they were able to get the snake out of there and take care of things. When she's telling me this story and she's reliving this little traumatic moment here and it's increasing her anxiety because now her worst nightmare of a snake getting into the house had happened. Can you believe it? Where's the safety here? 
And then when we pulled out this conversation about shifting perspective, I reminded her, I said, well, yes, that's scary. And yes, your worst nightmare happened, but you had all of the tools inside of you to react appropriately. The moment she saw that snake, what did she do? Did she freeze? Did she stay there? Did she get closer to it? No, she acted. She grabbed her daughter, pulled her back in and closed the door. That was step one. Her instinct when something scary happened helped take care of her in that moment. Then she takes it a step further. She calls for backup. She calls her husband to come and help and they're able to relocate that snake. But does it stop there? No. What do they do next? They do house improvements. They fill in the spot where the snake was able to crawl in. They filled that in so that a snake can't get in there anymore. So yes, something that was scary that she was so afraid of happening. Yes, it happened to her. But when you shift your perspective, not focusing so much on that it happened to you and that, oh, there's so much unsafety here, shifting it to being, you still see all these events happening in front of you. But when she shifts her foot from her right foot to her left, noticing instead that when that terrible thing happened that you were so afraid of, you were able to take care of it. And that little itty bitty shift in perspective can be magical. It reminds us that even if we can't avoid a particular situation, we can overcome it. We can move past it. We have certain tools inside of us that allow us to do hard things. The next non-cancer example of shifting perspective that I'm going to give for you guys is one that I'll be honest, I was hesitant about sharing But the shift in perspective is just so powerful and it's a great example. It's too good of an example not to share with you. So here it goes. When I was a little girl, I was eight. We lived in Hawaii at the time. I know, rough deal, right? My dad was stationed there. He's a submariner. We we lived on Oahu. One of our good friends lived down the street from us and she and her mom, they had gone back to the mainland on vacation and had some friends come and stay at their house. And so we were being cordial and would go over and and meet with them and, and hang out with them. They had a middle school son who we just worshiped. He was so cool because he could ride a skateboard and the clear cut way to be cool in the 80s was to know how to ride a skateboard. That he did, ergo, he was suddenly cool. My brother and I thought the world of him. And one day, his parents had come down to our house and they were talking about certain fruit. And anyway, they needed the papaya picker. That's the fruit. And that was up at the other house. So my brother and I were eager to volunteer. Oh, we'll go get it. We'll go get it. Because we really wanted to go and see this kid. So we went down the street to go get the papaya picker. But instead of being the good little kids that we were supposed to be and coming right home, we decided we wanted to hang out for a little while. Well, when it was time to leave, he let my brother out the door and refused to let me go. I was eight. I was terrified. Why are you not letting me out of this house? He was blocking the front door so that I couldn't cross that threshold and get to my brother. And so what did I do? Well, I I was terrified and I wanted out. So I ran to the other end of the house to try to get out through the garage. But the garage door was down. And this was back in the day, y'all. I didn't know how to use a garage door opener. I was used to grabbing it by the handle and flipping it up. And this was a very high-tech, 
house here and it had that garage door opener. So I stood there frozen for a second going, how on earth am I gonna get out of here? In the meantime, he had slammed the front door, locked my brother out and had come chasing after me, found me, grabbed me over his shoulder and went running through the house with his shoulder going into my stomach as he dragged me through the house. He threw me down and then he was over top of me hitting my face again and again, slapping me, telling me to basically shut up. I, of course, was afraid. I was eight. I remember looking down and thinking, I had heard once before, if you kick a guy really hard right there, that it hurts them. And so for a moment, I pondered, hmm, if I kick him, maybe he'll stop hurting me. But then the thought went through my mind, well, maybe I'll just upset him. Maybe I can't kick hard enough and it's just going to hit me harder. So instead, I turned numb and I stopped crying. Well, then he heard a noise. I'm guessing that it was my brother outside. He hadn't just gone home like he wanted him to. So he told me, stay right here. Like hell, I'm staying right there. So I got up as soon as he had, I heard him go out the front door. I got up and I ran behind him, opened the front door and came outside. And he turned around and saw me and was like, I told you to stay there. And I just keep screaming in his face. I want to go home. I want to go home. And then he gets down at eye level and says, well, I'm only going to let you go if you promise that you will never tell anyone. <laughs> well, here I am on a podcast telling anybody who's listening. So clearly that didn't work. But I lied and said I promised and then went the whole way home saying, I'm going to tell my mom, I'm going to tell my mom, I'm going to tell my mom. So I mean, that's it. That's all that happened. Nothing else happened other than he scared the shit out of me. But this memory had kind of flown through in and out of my mind throughout the years. I wouldn't say that it was a trauma as much as it was something that was in a box that I could pull off the shelf and I can re-see it all. Put it back in the box, put it back up on the shelf. It's not a pleasant memory by any means and I sure as hell don't like it. I don't like being trapped. I don't like the way you treated me. But let's talk about reframing things and a shift in perspective here. This is so magical, y'all. When I look back at this story of what happened, I see an eight-year-old girl who's kind of a badass. I'm proud of myself as an eight-year-old. It's not what I had happened to me and what a terrible situation that is. Here's the shift from my right foot to my left foot, y'all. The shift in perspective is here is look at what I was able to do at eight years old. I said I want to go home. When I realized that he wouldn't let me and I saw a break, I tried another outlet. My mind at eight years old was constantly trying to figure out and problem solve to work towards getting to safety, to getting out of that situation. I ran to the garage. Okay, well, that didn't work. What was my next tactic? Well, let me see if I can kick him. Well, thinking that through, that might not work, so let's try a different tactic. And then eventually following him out, And then in my eight-year-old mind, lying to him, saying, I'm not going to tell anybody. Well, clearly I am telling the whole world right now. My point is, when I shift the perspective to being, oh my gosh, this terrible thing happened in my past. It's part of my story. Doesn't own me. Yes, I get that. But even more so, not only is it part of my story, but look at that shift in perspective. Look at what I was capable of doing at eight years old. I still see that whole story. I still own that as part of my history, as part of my past, as something that, yeah, it happened and it was not cool. But how did I respond? What did I do? 
And that is where the power lies, is knowing that at eight years old, I was able to constantly revise and edit and get to a point where I could get to where I needed to go. That shift is magical because let's fast forward time. You get yourself to cancer. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want to be living any part of this and I want out. I want to escape and I want to escape from it now. But as I go to one roadblock and that doesn't work and then I have another obstacle that I have to get through and another and another, I'm constantly problem solving my way through it. And that's it. You just have to make your way through it. When I'm terrified of that memory of that surgical room and all that I had to undergo in order to lengthen my life, it was terrifying, very trying experience. But when I shift my weight from my right foot to my left, here's what else I notice. I can finally see that it's not what I had to endure. It's what I could endure in order to lengthen my life. I'm able to see just how far as a society that we have come. It was about recognizing and appreciating what science and medicine could do for us now that it wasn't capable of doing in years prior. That's huge shift. And then it was about taking a second to ponder just how far we could go if we continued to push forward for a cure. That shift is magical. It didn't erase or change my past, or even my memories of it. Nope, I still have all of them. However, reframing things helps to peel off a piece of trauma that had continued to haunt me. The memory of this moment, of this day going into surgery, it started to become part of me rather than defining me when I shifted my weight from my right foot to my left. Later, I was challenged to think about that room from my children's perspective, And it's not that I hadn't been thinking about my kids before. I was thinking about it in terms of what I needed to do in order to stay here longer. But instead thinking, how are they going to view that room one day? And I know that I've shared this in a previous episode, but I love it so much that I'm going to read it again now because it's applicable. This is what I came up with that my children, my little girls, would hopefully say one day about that room that was so scary. What would their vision be? And this is what I came up with. That room saved my mom's life. That room, that moment was the start of healing my mom. That moment kicked off a journey that my mom took so that she could be here with me. I'm grateful for that room. And I am proud of my mom and her courage to do all the scary things that she did in order to stay here with me. My mom... She must really love me to have taken care of herself in that way. Y'all, this added shift in perspective of that room, it changes everything. It doesn't take away my memories of the moment. It doesn't take away the fact that I had cancer and that I had to have a surgery that would remove my breasts, that I had to go through rigorous treatments of chemo and radiation. It didn't change any of that. But what it did change was my perspective. And that's what they mean when they say you have to shift your perspective or reframe it. It doesn't mean that you're denying your history. It doesn't mean that you're carving off something that happened to you and pretending that it wasn't part of your story. It just gets folded in as part of your story. Brene Brown even writes on one of her 2015 blogs on BreneBrown.com. Brene writes, when we deny the story, it defines us. 
when we own the story, we can write a brave new ending. And that's it. That's the whole point. Own these stories. Don't try to deny the events or the emotions that have happened in your life that help to create your own story. You don't have to deny them, but they don't have to define you either. Instead, you shift your perspective. You reflect on this event or this emotion in some new light, in a new way. Because oftentimes how we perceive something can become our newest reality. When you pick up a pair of glasses, a newer set of vision, and you put that new set of glasses on your face, and you're looking through a new lens at the same situation, that in itself is a shift in perspective. That is moving from that right foot to that left foot, and that, although it can never erase and change the event that happened, take ownership of that event, but it still changes everything with that new set of lens. When my friend was afraid of the snake and it unsettled her sense of safety, shifting her perspective, but what was she able to do when she faced her biggest fear? She was able to protect her kids. She was able to protect her house. When that event happened to me as a little kid, as much as it should never happen to anybody, shifting perspective, what did that eight-year-old girl do to protect herself? And in cancer, when that room is haunting me, how do I shift from that right foot to that left foot? It's not what I had to endure. It's what I could endure in order to lengthen my life. I am alive. I am here for my little girls. And that room has a whole different view when I look at it from their perspective. I look forward to speaking with you guys again next week. Until then, remember that together we weather this storm. You are never alone.